Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Farmers Insurance Open. Joining me to break it all down, it's Greg to Charm. Greg, welcome. Welcome, Rick. So I got to ask you first, how was it out there? It's great. Yeah, Tori's always great. Tori's always beautiful. Um, you know, people know it's kind of a weird, awkward spectator course, but it's awesome golf. And Greg, I, I ran into some First Cut fans out there shout out john 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 young boy nice. says he never misses an episode come on we're growing the game here greg yes, i love it i love it right there face to face that that's awesome awesome news awesome news awesome news for will zalatoris who had himself a day a seven under 65 highlighted by an eagle pitch in on number two in front of me i saw that and then he went out and made five more birdies to go bogey free around the south course and now greg he is in the final group with 18 holes to go uh, i love see he's only made one bogey on the south course this so far this week now the round to me wasn't perfect. Um, it was, it was great. There's no question about it. And he, he hit the ball as well as anybody uh, he gained. He, I mean, he was first in strokes gain approach for the day. He had a couple of really shaky putts, missed a couple short ones, which is always the worry with him. But uh, he's, he's in, in the final group right there with a great chance to win. And a guy who's hitting the ball like that, who had a nice finish here last year too. Um, that that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty good stuff. Zalatoris has made two spots here in the calendar year, and he might look a little bit different. He's put on 15 pounds, which for him, that's like 20% of his body weight, I would imagine. Looking a little bit <laughs> filled in. It's adding distance. He's hitting the ball 12 yards further, Greg. And on top of that, he added an inch to his driver. So he's kind of trying to change the math for himself a little bit here. And so far, so good. Seven rounds into the year. Well, it, do it doesn't look like it's hurt him at all. Uh, doing it this way without necessarily a swing change isn't getting stronger for Will Zalatoris is a great move. I, I would never say that's the wrong thing for him to do now. Um, so because, and the reason I say that is you think of players who have chased distance and it hasn't worked out for him. That would be Rory McIlroy, who I think was doing it without a coach and maybe a little more technique. And when he got stronger earlier in his career, it worked out great. When Tiger got stronger, added a little muscle, it worked out great. When Bryson did it, it worked out great. Webb Simpson, on the contrary, he he was changing his swing a little bit, and it really affected his iron play. So adding clubhead speed doesn't affect your iron play necessarily. But when you start to change your launch angles and you start to try to hit up on it a little more, it can. doesn't always can. 
and and it clearly hasn't for Will Zalatoris. So this is um, it, it's looking all positive for him. Again, the the big concern is what happens with the putter, and do you trust him down the stretch? I mean, how close does the ball have to be with a putt on eighteen for you to feel like he's going to seal the deal? Uh, about one foot, I think, is what I would feel comfortable with. And I'm glad you brought that up because we have a, gr- a great Justin Ray stat here on Will Zalatoris for his uh, third round Friday round. He shot a 65 at, at the South Course despite being a negative in strokes gained putting. He's the first to ever do that since tracking began in 2004. So that is another indication that he is reliant on every other part of his game except the putter. And he just needs the, he like he needs the putter to keep him alive because the rest of his game has been that good. When he's about 10 feet, um, it's probably closer than that. When, you know, eight, eight feet and out when it, when it looks like a full stroke. It's pretty good. It's when it gets in that really tight range where it gets a little shaky for me and I I get really worried and it doesn't look great. So that makes me nervous. The thing I like about Zalatoris, not only the iron play, which is great everywhere we go, but what he did in the short game today and what he did in round one is, in my opinion, the reason why he's leading. He's perfect on the south course and scrambling. He's nine for nine. And I look at winners of this venue and I think of Mark Leishman. I think of Brant Snedeker, Jason Day twice, John Rahm, Tiger Woods, Patrick Reed, and forgive me if I'm forgetting anybody, but they're all great scramblers. And it's a requirement out here when you miss greens, which really can start from missing fairways. You miss a couple fairways, you're not able to get it on the green, you're forced to scramble, especially tomorrow when the whole locations get a little tougher. So I, I think that's a welcome sign. Um, but um it just it makes me nerve the the trust factor gets a little lower when i watch him just because of those those short putts i make it makes me so nervous with that stroke yeah well let's talk about one of those past champions that you mentioned jason day has found himself in the final group again at tory pines thanks to a third round 67 we are going on about three and a half years greg since his last victory the 2018 wells fargo this would be a kind of a resurgence of 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 sorts if he was not just this victory on yeah, and in that year, 2018, that you mentioned, he won here as well. Um, and, and that was the last time. He, he kind of felt like that year he was hanging on to it a little bit, and he was able to get the two wins, but it didn't feel like it was world number one Jason Day, the way it did in 16. And so that was a little, it was good, the start of the downturn, but he was able to win at those two difficult venues, largely because of his short game. Now, what we've seen out of Jason Day so far this week is, again, short game's looking really well, but it, it's it's been solid play, and the ball striking's been a little bit better, which I, I think is a is a welcome sign. He's hit, he, he's hit 40 of 54 greens on all three courses. He hit 13 round one on the south course, hit 14 today, which is, which is great. And he putted really well. He was seventh in strokes gained putting for the day. And then you add to that, you close with three straight birdies. And uh, that, that's a that's a really nice addition. So, again, Jason Day, th- this last group, which I, I believe Aaron Rye will be in the last group with Will Zalatoris and Jason Day, I have my reservations about. But 
they've all done something really well and the performance has been solid and that's why they're in the final group it's been it's been impressive jason day loves the golf course and that's his biggest benefit is his experience here he's got great memories to draw back on he's got a great short game and a great putting stroke which again he can fall back on that so we'll see what he can do tee to green and if if that can be enough to win because with you still have in the group right behind you you have justin thomas and and john rom i think jt's in that group uh he's probably not actually looking at the board it's probably sung jay cameron tringale and john rom so Again, it, but still, Justin Thomas just two shots back. Th- those two, those two can be a little concerning. They, you can have your eye in the rearview mirror with those guys chasing you. You are correct. Justin Thomas is in the third to last group, not the penultimate group. Aaron Rye will join Day and Will Zaltors in that final group. Someone, Greg, known probably more for his play on the European Tour, probably known more for his iron covers, but now he can make a name for himself as a PGA Tour winner if everything goes right for him on Saturday. Yeah, and um, a, a nice round for him. He's probably disappointed with the bogey at 16. Um which are look 16 and, and 12. He made bogey at 12 as well. They're 12 is Nick Faldo says it all the time. One of the hardest holes in the world. It's usually, it, it usually ranks as one of the hardest holes to par in the world. So you're going to make a couple of bogeys out here at the South course, but um, it, it was a, it was a great round. Gets himself into the final group, gets himself in contention. This is as close as he's been to a lead on the PGA tour. And at the same time, it's the farmer's insurance open. You you have John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson. The list goes on and on of great players in this field, and you're beating them. And that is, it's got to be a big confidence boost for him. So, uh, and the other thing is, Rick, if you saw the putty hit on the last hole for that, that was a sweet stroke. It it looked great. So, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he does this weekend. He hasn't scrambled the way I like to see. Uh, we, I mean, he, he hit 16 of 18 greens today, so you don't have much of a chance to. But um, that that's the question tomorrow. Does that ball striking hold up, or is he forced to lean on the short game? And and I'm I'm very curious to see what happens there. But he looked great today. Yeah, he certainly did. John Rahm, even round, uh, even par round of 72, and he is now going to be one shot off the lead. He drove the ball much better on Saturday, Greg, but the short game kind of left him at times. He made a double on number 10. He bogeyed 12, that very difficult hole that you are referring to. Still kind of was able to tread water. He's going to be in the mix. He's going to be right there in contention, just one shot back, but this was not necessarily the round John Rahm was looking for. No, it was not the round he was looking for. And I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Um, he's going to have a great opportunity heading into tomorrow. And and I'm not sure that any pressure was relieved, but I, I do think it's a different state of mind now going into the round. It's almost like the way he came into the tournament. There are high expectations, but for him, he's personally driven. So the expectation, the pressure is more internal than it is external. When pressure gets higher externally than internally, that's when you have pro. That's when nerves show up and pro. But he is hungry, and I, I just have this feeling he's he's due for uh, he's due for a win first of all, and I, and he knows it. And there's nobody that wants him to win more than him right now, which 
sounds so obvious to say, but um, again, I look at what John Rom did today and that's the bad round. And I'm really excited to see what he does tomorrow. Cause I'm kind of expecting a little better. I mean, the wedge shot he hit on 13 missing that green to the right. I, I don't think he'd be very happy with. There were a couple of shots out there. I don't think he's extremely happy with even the, the pitch shot on 18. Um, I, I don't think he was happy with, and it, it, even though it was good, it was really close. It was, it was a good shot. It just, it, I think he was a little disappointed. So he's he's leaving this round really hungry and in a great spot, and he has to still be the favorite, in my opinion. Well, we'll get to the odds in just a second, but I can spoil it for you. He is indeed the favorite to win the Farmers yeah. Insurance Open. Justin Thomas had himself a pretty good day, was atop the leaderboard for a few moments, Greg, before making bogey on 15. The hazard on 17. He played back nine and did not card a single birdie on that side. And he's going to start two shots back of the leaders um, who are going to be at 14 under. Justin Thomas at 12 under. Maybe a few moments late in his round that kind of slipped through his fingers that he wished he could have back right now. Uh, ab- absolutely. Uh, um, but again, just like John Rahm, you now go into tomorrow's round hungry. You're in a chase pack, the third to last group is a good place to be on a golf course like this. And when you go out there early, and I know the first hole is really difficult, but let's say you pick off a, a birdie at two, you're one under through three, and the leaders tee off, and they have a little bit of trouble. You could find yourself in the lead before you know, before the fourth hole. So he is in, in no means out of this event. Um, the, the thing that I'm looking for tomorrow out of JT is what is going to happen uh, with his driver tomorrow. Is he going to have another one of those rounds where he hits four of 14, five of 14 fairways? And if he does, because that's very possible, he, he's not an accurate driver of the ball. But we've seen Mark Leishman win, hitting three fairways in the final round. But again, can you do that for three of the four rounds in the tournament? He hit it great on, on Friday off the tee, but that's at the North course. It's It's out of the question right now. So, if you're going to play the South course hitting 13 fairways in three rounds, is that enough or does it put too much stress on the rest of your game? And I wonder if that's kind of what we saw heading down the stretch, a little bit of the stress wear on you. The back nine has no let up again. It played easier today. The golf course played easier today, but in the first two rounds, the, the par five 13 played over par for a par five on the PGA tour. And that is, uh, that takes away that opportunity that you look at. You play the hardest hole in 12 and, and it's, it's so hard. You're, you're looking forward to 13 cause it's a little easier, but it's not easier and you have to lay up. It's a tough layup and all, and, and it's a tough birdie. It's no gimme. So again, I, I think he's going to have to drive it a little better. Uh, I like what he's done on and around the greens so far this week. Although, I mean, it wasn't necessarily great today. Um, statistically, but it, he's gaining on the greens, which is a welcome sign. So, look, he's in a great position, but the, the biggest thing I'm watching for with him tomorrow is the driver. Yeah, certainly. I want to take a look at the odds and see if we can find some value for who might win the Farmers Insurance Open. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. 
And we're back. No surprise, John Rahm is plus 250, the favorite, Greg, to win the Farmers Insurance Open. Will Zalatoris right behind at four to one, Jason Day at four and a half to one, and Justin Thomas at nine to one. Those are just the four shortest odds. This feels I don't want to say it's wide open, but maybe more wide open than we've had recently. I feel like a lot of times recently, Greg, it's been a one-horse race, a two-horse race. I mean, it, there were some low scores out on the south course on Friday. If they pop up again on Saturday, I think there's a lot of names that are still in play. Could somebody else do what a, what Cam Young did today, right? Is 64 going to be out there tomorrow? Now, the golf course today played under par for the first time all week. Now you have everybody who's who's here made the cut, so the field has gotten, in essence, stronger. Not necessarily based on world rankings, but based on extremely recent form. So you know you've gotten rid of some of those really high rounds, uh, some of the players that really just aren't feeling it. But I do also think the whole locations were a little easier, and I don't expect that again tomorrow. So. Does that the question is if the golf course is set up a little more challenging tomorrow, does that benefit chasers or does that benefit leaders? And I struggle with that question because part of me thinks, okay, Dustin Johnson, who's hitting the ball great, hitting the ball great all week. If he if he gets hot with the putter, makes a charge, and you see that name, Dustin Johnson, creeping up the leaderboard, and and then on the back end, it's it's difficult enough for the for the leaders to not really make up ground. And now all of a sudden that chaser wins. So that that's my lean. But at the same time, it allows Will Zalatoris to play a smart game. He doesn't have to go flag hunting if it's playing really tough. And, and that should limit, if he's able to control his speed on those longer putts, it should limit those that shaky range for him. And now Will Zalatoris has an advantage. John Rahm's going to have an advantage if it's tougher. So um, it, it, it's very interesting to me, but I certainly see why John Rahm's the favorite. He would be my pick right now, and he should be the favorite. It's it's funny you you pulled out Dustin Johnson. I noticed that as well. The the, the metrics are phenomenal for him. He's thirty three wow. to thirty three to one to win this event, according to our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook. I'll tell you what, it, this is this is the hardest one for me, Greg, because uh, you look at the numbers, you look at the metrics, and this has Will Zalatoris written all over it. He's already in the lead. He's losing strokes putting. He's leading the field not only from tee to green. He's leading it on approach. He's four to one. All of that is in the spreadsheet, and I know if Mark were here, he'd be hitting me in the head because golf is play. You know, this this is going to be played on the golf course on on Saturday, and Zalatoris is going to have to make some putts. So I, I still think that four to one number is interesting, but I think we are going to learn a lot, a lot about Will Zalatoris on Saturday. Yeah, we are because what what's going to happen early on in that round when he gets that first tester, and and today what he did a great job of is after. Was it on 13 that really the, he missed like a two foot putt on 13? And I think he missed another one later on in the round, but he bounced back with birdie right away. So, it, and, and look, he's been dealing with this far more than we've seen on TV. He, he has dealt with this in tournaments in his own rounds. I'm sure, I'm sure in his own practice. And I mean, that's how you end up with arm lock and claw. You, right. You, you're trying to solve a problem when you go down that road, you don't, go down that road when you're a great putter. And if you're Xander Shoffley and you try that, you go back. So it's a, it's a sign that he's been working on it. So I, I was really happy to see him bounce back from that today. You just wonder when, when Sunday comes around and you have your first chance to, 
win a PGA Tour event, and this is by far his best chance. I know he came in second at the Masters. This is by far his best chance. And um, so that pressure is going to be different tomorrow. But that being said, I love everything he's done. I'm just, I'm so worried about those short putts. <laughs> I'm so worried. Well, we're going to see how it all plays out. Not only will we be back after the final round to do just that, but you can watch the final round coverage on CBS tomorrow. That's Saturday from 4.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern time. So we've got you covered from all angles. Big thanks to producer Jacob for doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme, you can find on Twitter at The Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.